while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Chris will be back tomorrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. But we're getting live updates from Adam Bass, our new contributor who is in city council chambers right now. He's giving us updates on the meeting uh, that's in the council that uh, pertains particularly to the to the um, the pay raise amendments that were uh, proposed by Councilor Morad, but it looks like Councilor Morad is now amending and looking to correct those amendments. The and so they are, um, they are. Looks like it's going to be no more than twenty five percent is what they're. So there's some appointments that went through. We're getting, you know, he's live tweeting. She's, uh, I guess, explaining those. Adam's going to call in with that. He's got to, you know, he he's he's tweeting out lengthily. Uh, oh. <laughs> I guess she called out the media, too. The community, not the media, have been talking to the counselors and replies. Yeah, well, that's true. The community has been talking to the counselors. You know, the thing is, is that we made it known to the community, the media. Us, Jack Spillane and Arthur Hirsch and Bedford Light actually discovered the story. They're the ones that, that, that first wrote about the story. Arthur Hirsch wrote about it. Jack Spillane wrote about it. We had him here. You know, we have Jack, you know, Jack Spillane does his regular segment on um, Mondays at, um, at, uh, in the, um, Mondays uh, on the Tim Weisberg show that you can listen to every Monday at 11 is, is the, um, is the, it's a great segment, the turn on the light segment, but basically, yeah, like, yeah, the media has been, hasn't been, right. Well, first of all, <laughs> with this, the media hadn't been talking to the counselors much because they didn't want, well, you know, we, we had a few counselors come on the record about it, but not many, but I'm glad that the people were talking to the city councilors about this. This is something, you know, that's, and you know what? Good on the city council for responding and correcting the mistake. I think, right? If we didn't make it aware, if, if Jack Splane and Arthur Hirsch didn't write their pieces, if we didn't talk about it here, you probably wouldn't have heard about it. But you did. And they responded. And that's good. It's a good thing. That's how this process is supposed to work. The, the community listens, you know, the media reports on something, the community responds to it or doesn't respond to it. And they responded to this. So looks like they're changing that amendment uh, now. And um, 
and it I think is going probably is going to pass again. We're going to hear from Adam Bass in a little bit, getting live updates from Adam. It's such a great addition to 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 the program here, and, and such a great addition um, to WBSM his his uh, his contribution. So. Really excited about that. Let's go back to the phones. Oh, by the way, uh, before we do, we did get some app chat messages. If you want to send an app chat message to uh, to uh, on the WBSM app chat, you can. We had a little devil from uh, New Bedford saying there's no such thing as press credentials. The First Amendment gives everybody a right to be press. Well, the government, it's true that the government can't say you're press and you're not press. That's true. But there are such a thing as press credentials, right? Like... I can't, I, you know, I can get a WBSM press credential and go to certain things, right? That'll get me to a lot of places. What it will get me to most places where it probably doesn't get me is the White House press room, right? Probably don't get credentialed to go in, in there. You can't just walk in there, right? So there is such a thing as press credentials, but there is a you know everybody has the right to be a journalist a citizen journalist and all of that the government can't decide who is and who isn't a journalist but they can give credentials to certain events for sure um that's definitely a thing especially with like like i said like white house they have a press team and a lot of that has to do with you know probably some national security concerns and all of that getting people in and out but everybody does have the right to cover stuff you know, you can start a Facebook page that's well followed and record videos, right? You can start a blog and then you are a member of the media, right? Um, but there are credentials awarded to people. And I, but I, I totally agree that, you know, if you're in a meeting and you have a camera, you should not be told to shut off your camera. That 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 should never be a thing. Uh, and in fact, it is it can't be a, it can't be a thing. Uh, it's it's a violation of the open meeting law here in Massachusetts. But thank you for the app chat. From Little Devil in uh, New Bedford. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, just real quick, Marcus. Could you ask Mr. Bass, this 25% that has been referred to, is that 25% of the proposed raise of 50000 or is it 25% of their current salary? I think it's I think it's the raises for the department heads can be no more than 25%, but we'll have to, like I said, we're going to have to check with... Um, yeah. We're we'll have to check with Adam about that. Uh, he'll yeah, that, when he calls in, I'll, I'll I'll ask him to clarify if he's able to. Yeah, thanks. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah so we're tracking that. Uh, we're tracking that. It looks like again. It looks like the you know uh, apparently Council President Morad's mentioned the media in in particular again. We're just telling you what happened, and you know here in this show in this in this medium we give our opinions on stuff. You know, and uh, people are free to dis disagree with what Chris and I say or what Tim says or what Barry says or what Jess says or anybody, Ken, Brian, Phil, etc. Right. Jim Phillips. But. But. The. You know, we can't. If people weren't already angry about this, right, if they weren't already upset about it, it wouldn't go anywhere. You know, we. Bring a story. We report on a story. We talk about issues, and people respond to those issues accordingly. If they're upset about it, they let you know. In this case, they let the council know. If they don't care, which does happen, sometimes people don't care. I've definitely had things that I really cared about that I've talked about on this program that people do not care about. But if they don't care, 
they're you know people aren't going to people aren't going to we're not going to make them you know we're just reporting on stuff you decide whether or not you care about it you decide whether or not to talk to your elected official about it and in this case it looks like the it looks like because Jack Splane and Arthur Hirsch, the New Bedford Light, had reported on this, because we talked about it here on WBSM, people became more aware of this and became upset about it. And again, I, the city council, everybody's a per, everybody's a human. People make mistakes. Even when you're a city councilor, even when you are given the public trust, you make mistakes. If you work to correct that mistake, that's a good thing. So the fact that they said, okay, everybody's... You know, I still think it was, you know, it was an awful decision by Mori to propose those amendments. No doubt about that. And I think it's no accident that she's the one that proposed the change to her own amendment. But that's the way this process is supposed to work. You know, that's why we have. That's why we have community radio here at WBSM. That's why we have community outlets like New Bedford Light. Standard Times and all that. That's why we have these local sources of journalism so that you can hear about this stuff. So Adam Bass is going to call in. He's reporting live from the council chambers. It looks like that amendment uh, has been um, has been made. I believe it's probably been passed. I don't know if there's probably been some discussion on the matter. Uh, imagine some councilors want to go on record about uh, to just to talk about this. And we'll see, um, you know, what they say and all of that. Again, we're going to be getting updates from from people as as time progresses but that's the that's the status with Morad's payrees amendment she's she's amended those amendments to uh apparently reduce uh it to a 25% raise you know the thing is again i've said this I was never in the business of trying to take money from those three positions people's pockets but it wasn't really about the people it was about the positions and it was about the sort of you know, laissez-faire attitude in which they took in, in implementing those pay raises that I think started to upset people. And again, they're working to correct that. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us on the program this evening. Uh, again, you if you want to go to WBSM.com, you can find a article that I wrote uh, today that, um, thanks to Tim for editing it. It was, it was a, it's a bit... So it's a bit lengthy for what I usually write, but it's not that bad. You know, it's not some, you know, it's not some uh, uh, sprawling, you know, sprawling uh, Atlantic style opinion column. It's just reporting on what was what the debate that's been going on with the Voketech uh, school admissions policy. Now, if you maybe weren't listening yesterday or. You're just sort of tuning in now or, you know, you, you didn't catch this conversation for one reason or another. Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech, obviously everybody's familiar with, serves New Bedford, uh, Fairhaven, and Dartmouth. They have a school committee. The school committee isn't uh, elected in the traditional sense that other town school committees are, like New Bedford, Fairhaven, and Dartmouth. They are They send delegates. Each town gets two. So Fairhaven and Dartmouth gets two delegates. New Bedford gets three. There was a vacancy the New Bedford uh, for the New Bedford School Committee that was vacated by um, Attorney Pat Walsh, and the mayor had put forward Carol Pimentel. Carol Pimentel is a well-known member of the community. Uh, I know Carol; I've seen her about, um, and she 
you know, was definitely well qualified for the position. She worked for 20 years at UMass as the uh, director of auditing. So she worked for Mayor John Bullard. Um, she was the city auditor for a while, too. So, you know, very familiar with education and administration and all of that. Definitely well qualified for the, for the position. She was rejected by the council with a five to four vote. Uh, of course, there's, you know, 10 counselors now because Hugh Dunn resigned the special elections ongoing to fill that seat. And uh, Councilor Baptiste was uh, was not uh, present at the meeting. So five to four vote, five in favor, four. Uh, I mean, f- five against, four in favor of sending Carol Pimentel to the to the school committee. So it failed. So, um, so yeah. So basically, with the. Um, most of the counselors cited admissions policies as the reason for their denial of Carol Pimentel. Um, Ian Abrams said he just wanted new blood uh, on the school committee, but Ryan Pereira had said that Vokes working, he doesn't want to mess with it too much. He said he told me personally he doesn't, uh, on the record, he doesn't want to, um, you know, he had concerns, grave concerns is what he said about the admissions policy. Naomi Carney came in here for an hour, took calls. We talked. She said that she loves the culture at Vogue. She doesn't want to see it change. She doesn't want really want the emissions policy to change. And she talked about how she, you know, had two kids that went to Vogue, and they are—I know them—they're great kids, and you know, they're like my age. I'm saying kids, right? But, um, uh, uh, but uh, you know, she said she's on the, you know, very involved. Was on the parent advisory board. She doesn't want that school. She doesn't want it to. She doesn't want the culture to change. Um, when I talked to Marie Giesta, she said. Uh, you know, she's she's she says the Vogue admissions policy has worked for a long time, but, you know, she's open to hearing the other sides of the argument. She just didn't think Carol Pimentel was qualified. And she said she didn't think Carol uh, Miss Pimentel had a grasp on the admissions policy. And she also said she got calls from the Vogue community saying that she wasn't a good fit um, for the for the uh, for the position. Shane Burgo has been the leading advocate for. Carol Pimentel, probably the leading advocate for a change in the Vogue admissions policy for uh, in the um, in the uh, in the city council. He came on here. He talked about it for a bit. He, like Mayor Mitchell, has said that there's they worry of a, a civil rights lawsuit. So they worry about a civil rights lawsuit and. Mayor Mitchell, in fact, said on on Tim's show during his weekly segment on Tim's show that any civil rights lawyer would look at it and say that's a problem. That's a that's that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. He 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 cites the English language learner percentage of the population, which is four percent at Vogue versus thirty percent in New Bedford. I talked to Mike Watson, the superintendent. Now they had proposed some changes after um, Desi had the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. They had they had proposed some changes after uh, Desi had mandated that they, you know, not include material uh, uh, admissions policies that would exclude members of a protected class unless 
um, basically unless this unless this uh, admissions criteria had you know substantially related to a vocational uh, education and there was no other alternative. So what they first proposed was five hundred because they admit five hundred and sixty five students a year. They first proposed a five hundred being with their selected criteria, which takes into account grades, attendance, and disciplinary uh, record. And then they also, um, the, the last 65 seats were, were a lottery. So Desi had said, that's what you're doing isn't working. You got to change it, right? So they sent a letter. And that letter I have, it's on WBSM.com in the article. Vogue did send me that letter. If uh, when I when I asked, I didn't have to FOIA it, which I do appreciate. I, they've been, you know, they've been available during this process. Mike Mike Watson got back to me. I talked to him today for uh, for for probably about ten or so minutes. Got a complete answer for him. We had a good conversation. Uh, looking forward to more conversations with him in the future. But you know, one of the reasons he said was <clears throat> the reasons they don't have ELL students. <clears throat> One of the reasons they don't have ELL students is is because there are fewer ELL students that apply. They said 27% of ELL students apply to Vogue as opposed to 50% of any other uh, any other demographic any any other demographic of students uh, from the sending districts, which is New Bedford, Dartmouth, and Fairhaven. So he said what they what he's hired is a director of community outreach and two fa uh, family service coordinators. And they are doing the work of reaching out to students that are English language learners and tr and and uh, communicating to them the benefits of a vocational education, which is a good which is a great step. And he said if they are get if they get those numbers, up, he said now. He said, if they get those numbers up, the application of ELL students, if they get those numbers up and there's still a deficiency, then they can have more of a conversation about whether or not the admissions policy is really is really what's keeping English language learning students from attending Vogue. But they had to propose new school admission standards. And when they did, what they said was uh, what they they did was they put the lottery on the front end. So the first 285 seats are going to be filled by the lottery. And that is going to be. Um, similar, they, they've reduced it. They reduced the strictures a bit um, from like you need to have at least a 75 to you need to have at least a 70. And it's a flat consideration, which means all if you have it, if you have at least a C, you're considered no more than somebody who has a B or an A. But you have to have at least a 70 in, a, in the, I think, four core, uh, core courses. And you have to also um, have a not be, quote unquote, chronically absent. Um, by DESE standards and uh, not violate certain um, uh, public disciplinary law, uh, laws, 37H, 37H and a half, uh, 37H and three quarters, um, which has a lot to do with, you know, uh, uh, expulsions, uh, students carrying weapons in school. Um, and so then the last 285 seats will be done by the selective criteria. That'll be done by the selective criteria that they are, that they, um, that they, you know, want to still implement. It's a hybrid process. He told me he feels internally, they felt internally that that's the best way to move the conversation forward. So we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. He, you know, we talked about uh, it's, you know, Desi is aware of the, obviously they have to submit those to Desi. They have to make those public. I did link the admissions policy online. If you want to take a look at it, uh, he said there is no mechanism right now. There's no stated law that that would um, that would call for Desi to approve or disapprove or intercede. So 
Um, so that's an ongoing conversation. Again, the mayor's going to have to appoint somebody else, right? And uh, you know, com- the mission's conversation is going to be ca- uh, going to be weighted heavily in that. The mayor's advocating for a straight lottery on that. So we'll see how that moves forward, and we'll be covering it here. It's really important. So, uh, but looks like we got Adam Bass on the line reporting from City Council right now. Hey, Adam. Hi, Marcus. Good to be here. Great to great to have you here. So. Is the meeting over? Meeting is over, and we have some news to discuss. Uh, so there was a vote on an amendment that regarding the pay raise for certain Unit C members in city government. And the council has decided to take the, the percentages of the eight, eight members that have uh, pay raises of 50% and lower them to 25%. This was an amendment by the whole city council introduced by Council President Linda Morad. This was a big shock uh, to many uh, people who were coming to the council tonight. So, um, uh, so she proposed the reduction to her amendments. That is correct. Now she had said, so she had said something about the media. She said that they were holding conversations with community members, not the media. It was the community that told them to focus on lowering the gap i wonder how the community found out about it so um okay so anything else about the media in 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 particular nothing it was just that side comment that she made it was it was just it was just rhetoric all things considered yeah i I, yeah seems like it so um so adam uh she so what what are the amendments she proposed to her pay raises so this is only one amendment marcus what it does is that it takes those eight positions, uh, two of them being the director of community service and the licensing director, and takes the p- the pay raise that was around forty to fifty thousand dollars, or fifty percent, and lowers it to a maximum of twenty five percent. This means that the people who have been in city government for, as she says, uh, more than ten years, only get a maximum pay raise of twenty five percent. Now, the reason they did this was to keep those people on the board and to. As, as the council says, uh, as they listened to the community, and they were upset by what uh, Councilor Ward Councilor Six Ryan Pereira says was a pretty whack number. Oh, a pretty. He said whack. Yes, whack. W h a k c k. So he, he said it was a whack number. Why? Well, it, he he realized that once he saw the proposal, and he said. 50%, that was way too much. And from the comments that he heard from the community, he realized that it needed to be lowered. That's okay. what he told me. That's good. They're responding to their constituents, it sounds like. Yes. So um, so that's been reduced. What, wait, so you said two. So what about the animal control officer? Uh, that has also been reduced. All, all of those positions have been okay. reduced to a maximum of 25%. Okay, so maximum 25% of their salary not of the raise of their salary that's correct okay 25 percent of their salary that passed unanimously that passed unanimously on a roll call vote of 10 to 0 okay all right so it looks like they've heard from their constituents they've expressed that much they've heard their, from their constituents and they've uh, amended uh what their constituents have, have seen as a as a mistake so i mean uh i guess not much you can say about that it's good good on them for listening to their constituents so um, any other discussion on the on the on, on Morad's pay raise amendments? Uh, any other discussion? Well, I did hear from some 
uh, members of the council, uh, it turns out that the, the original plan was to have it at 20% maximum. And that was from Brad Martin, Ward, count, Ward 1 counselor. But uh, after multiple discussions, they settled on 25. Now, from what I've heard from uh, members of the public who were there, they said they were uh, modestly surprised to somewhat disappointed. They still think 25% is a very high number. Mm-hmm. And even Councillor uh, Scott Lima of Ward 5 says it's going to be difficult to explain to constituents that, uh, these, the, that these were discussions and a compromise that was made. Yeah. He acknowledged that constituents might see this as still unfair. Well, it's, I mean, you know, I, I suppose, um, again, uh, they, they, they acknowledged that the, it was a mistake and they they corrected it. So there's not much, you know, I guess I don't think there's, I guess you can uh, get upset about it, but, uh, you know, at least they're listening and they, they could have just said, no, we're not, we're just moving forward, you know, but. Uh, so, so that was pretty much it. It looks like they've reduced the pay. They've they are concerned that constituents might feel as though twenty five percent is too is still too much. Uh, but that's the compromise they made. They're moving forward with it. Uh, that's passed. So, and people in the public were so basically a mixed reaction. You're saying it was a mixed reaction. Some said that it was a good start, while others said it was still too high. Okay. So anything else that jumped out at you in the uh, in, in the meeting uh, that was, uh, you know, comments counselors made, um, anything else? Well, there was certainly a commotion outside, but that was because every single one of the audience or the members of the public were there for only that vote. So everyone exited, exited the building all at once. So, so, so there's a lot of people there? Uh, I counted about 20, 30 people there. That's a, that's a lot for, for that's that's a lot for the council. So people showed up in protest of those pay raise amendments. That's correct. I even saw uh, some people passing out flyers and signs uh, against the pay uh, against Flyers? The pay raises. Did you get one? Yes, I did get one. Uh, I will make sure to bring it back. Who was passing them out? Uh, her name is uh, Nina Esparda. Okay. Interesting. Well, it looks like the community, you know, really mobilized to, to make some change that they wanted to see. So, um, and the councils responded. So I think that's a good thing. So uh, any anything else on the agenda that was particularly noteworthy? Uh, the other thing on the agenda that was noteworthy was the retirement of Donna Britta. Um, okay. 32 years on the city council. They spent about half an hour going over tributes. Even the clerks got something to say about it. It was very moving for, for the council members, I saw Jane Burgo do a rendition of This Little Light of Mine and Councillor Derek Batiste uh, almost almost break down tears as she was leaving. Uh, she clearly is a very near and dear person to New Bedford City Council. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it. And uh, that's it's great that they're able to acknowledge, you know, her, her service and, and, you know, make that touching tribute. So, uh, Adam, thanks uh, so much. If there's nothing else, uh, I guess people can look forward to your to your article, and uh, they can they can get uh, I think a, a better look by looking at Adam Bass of Mass on Twitter um, of your of your live updates uh, of the meeting. But um, yeah, wbsm.com. I know you're going to be writing that article, and it should be out maybe uh, this evening. That's the plan. Great. Thanks so much, Adam. We appreciate it. See you later, Marcus. Adam Bass, what a wonderful addition to the program and just to, to, to WBSM to have him on as a contributor to give us live updates of the meeting uh, of, of the city council meeting. So, listen, I see a call on the line. What we're going to do is uh, a couple calls now. Uh, what we're going to do is 
We're going to take a break, and if you just hold, uh, we'll be right back. 1420 WBS. It looks like they responded to their constituents. They, you know, worked to correct what their constituents had an issue with. You know, we let you guys know about it. That's how this is supposed to work, and I'm glad it's working. Uh, you know, it's we did a lot of, I think, beating up uh, on them about it, but they did work to correct it, so that's good. It was a bad thing. They worked to make it better. So, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. Gilly. Hi, Gilly. How you doing? Good. I was at that meeting. There was a lot of people there. It was more than 10, 20 then. They opened up a balcony upstairs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was more really something. There. Yeah. Uh, okay. There was a lot of holding signs. As a matter of fact, um, Adam, right? It's Adam, the guy there. Yeah, a new he, reporter. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he he interviewed one person, and he took a picture of the sign that, that they were holding. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, but, uh, you know, there was a little incident that happened, but I don't want to jump on Linda Morad all the time, but... Uh, after, you know, like Adam said, that uh, people left and they were in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all through the whole meeting, both doors were open. Okay. So now everybody's in the hallway and they're loud. What do you think Brian Gomes does? He goes over there and closes the doors. Okay. okay. I mean, you know what the rules of Roberts is. You can't close the doors at an open meeting without a sign outside saying it's an open meeting. Yeah. Uh, me. I know it's penny any, but it's it's why it's penny any because when I do something, she always jumps down my throat. But they don't follow the rules. And she called a recess and called a cop in. She called the you know, recess but, and called the cop in. Yeah, because I said, "Hey, you can't close that door." Okay. I even saw Brent Gomes yelled at me. I said, "Why don't you just ask your lawyer? Your, your lawyer. It's an open meeting. You got to sign out the door when you close them." Yeah. You know, but no, there was a there's a lot of people there holding them. This probably wasn't. In, I mean, here's my thing. You're you're correct. I don't know if it was intentional. You know, probably just. It was, it was, they, hey, listen, they got a detail that the taxpayers are paying for. Okay, yeah. they got a police officer there. The only thing he's got to do is just tell them go downstairs or move away from the door, so they can keep the door open, so they won't interfere with the. I know it was loud, and the, the counselors couldn't hear. Right. But if if you just close the door, they're going to stay there all night. Yeah. You know, you should have, I mean, I've seen offices now, even in subcommittees, they want to have a police, they don't have any at the school committee meetings or anything, or any other committee meetings, but they all walk Linda Morad to her car. I don't think there's anything wrong with walking Linda to her car. Honestly. I know, but if you walk every woman to the car then. Yeah, I guess fair enough. Uh, you know, that's all I'm saying. I, I Listen, I, I think she should be walked to the car. But you can't have a detail that the taxpayers are paying for. You know what I mean? But in the, in the, bottom, the bottom line, it was a good meeting. A lot of people were upset about the vote. Yeah. Can you imagine, like I heard you guys say the other day, can you imagine telling somebody who's getting a $50,000 raise? Yeah, and, no, that's tough. I mean, they put themselves in that position, but that, that's, that's tough. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you is know? tough. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, so. But I just want to tell you there was the pack they opened up the upstairs so you know there were more than 20 people there. oh yeah absolutely thank you i appreciate okay. that all right thanks Gilly. Nice you as well well yeah looks like people responded so uh again thanks to adam bass uh for for covering and giving us those live updates uh from the council and giving giving us a call 
Again, it looks like everybody responded. Uh, kind of put this issue to bed. I know Linda is going to be on with Tim Weisberg tomorrow. So you know how Tim Weisberg, when uh, Ian A. Bruce, council president, he had that weekly segment on Fridays with Tim. Uh, that is being continued now that Linda is the council president. She will be with Tim tomorrow, so he'll be able to ask her about these, the you know, the pay raise amendments that she, uh, you know, that she proposed and then amended, um, and you know, maybe her comments about the media. I'll be looking forward to uh, to hearing all that tomorrow. I'm glad Tim's able to continue that segment. It's a great segment. Um, get the perspective from both the mayor and the councilor and the council president each week, I, th I think is really valuable. Um, I think it's, you know, again, great community radio. So looking forward to hearing that interview tomorrow. But like I said, I'll say it again. Uh, there was an issue. They moved to, you know, they made a mistake. They moved to correct the mistake. You know, we reported on it here. You guys heard about it. You called your city council. You responded to your city council. There was a dialogue. That's why we're here. That's how the process works, and uh, it's heartening to, to see it work, right? It's heartening to see it work in that way. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be continuing to follow everything that's been going on. Again, we got this Voketech, um, we got this Voketech admissions debate now that's heating up after, after, a school, uh, after the uh, Mitchell School Board appointee was, was, uh, was rejected by the council, and uh, that's something we're going to continue. I've got an article on WBSM.com you can check out that really covers it uh, as completely as I, I could, um, you know, in a in a written format, but we'll, you know, we can obviously continue to have the the spoken uh, format here, the the dialogue, the 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 you know the on air, sh the the live on air discussions, the podcasts, and all of that. Um, uh, really looking forward to that. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can join us this evening. I want to take a break, and we'll be back. This is South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 1420 WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. Did you know you can... Spent all day hearing about the news. Now's your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast Tonight. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus Farrow. You can join me at 508-996-0500. Again, if you are just joining us, um, welcome. And we had at Adam Bass report live from council chambers uh, for the city council meeting to correct the uh, pay raise amendments proposed by Linda Morad uh, about... A month ago to raise certain salaries 50 40 to 50k she then um you know after hearing from her constituents and after the councils heard from their constituents she then uh, amended those pay raise amendments uh that it is instead of a 50 percent raise it is capped at 25 percent so there were reportedly a lot of people at the meeting adam bass reported that a caller reported that um so it's good that people are hearing and they're and they're you know they're responding to what they hear. Um, like I said, we just you know we tell you what's going on. I give my opinion on stuff. I mean, you know, talk shows are their our opinion, our opinion formats. But uh, you know, I, again, I I can't make you feel a certain way about things. You you you've got to feel that yourself. And if you do, then you act on it. And looks like people did. Apparently, a lot of people at the meeting, and it looks like they um, they figured out 
uh, a way to to respond to um, the the uh, the their constituents. So that's a good thing. Again, uh, no, we've been kind of tough lately on them, but uh, they again that's that's what you ask for from an elected official. So. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Uh, Adam Bass is actually going to have later tonight a written piece that's uh, complimentary to his live on-air, his live um, on-air, uh, you know, um, call-in here to South Coast tonight, his updates on Twitter at Adam Bass of Mass. Uh, you can follow him if you'd want. And, uh, you know, he was texting me throughout the throughout the um, throughout the evening, too. Apparently, he was able to talk to a few city councilors uh, on the record. So he's going to have their comments on the record in that article as well. So look for that. Uh, look for that. Um, we thank Adam for his, uh, you know, his 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 magnificent contributions uh, to uh, to this program, South Coast Tonight, and to the, you know, our, our digital format and getting getting those pieces out there um, and talking about the news that matters. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We can also take your app chat messages on the WBSM app. So, uh, so uh, uh, Bob from New Bedford, so glad the system works. Kudos to you, Jack Splain, Arthur Hurst, Chris, Tim, and yourself. Hold us accountable. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's, that's, why, we, uh, that's why we're here. Uh, anytime... You know, you, like I said, we talk about a lot here, um, and uh, responses like that show that you guys are listening, and that's really cool, and I appreciate it, and I uh, hope you um, you continue to listen. So, we'll be talking more about the local stuff in the uh, in the nine o'clock hour, and. You know, if you want to talk about other things, too, you can give us a call. There's obviously a lot that's been happening lately on the local level, a lot of big, big news. And we'll be continuing to track that here at WBSM here on South Coast tonight. The Tim Weisberg Show, the Barry Richard Show, the Phil Paleologus Show, Town Square Sunday, um, the Jess Machado Show, Ken Pittman Show, Brian's Beat, all of that. We'll be we'll be tracking that here and uh, you can always listen in And if you if you miss anything. Our podcast formats are great. I know people are are engaging in the pod, uh, podcast in a big way. Uh, we, we know we can see that people have been engaging the podcast in a big way, and you can catch the podcasts on WBSM.com, the WBSM app, which I think is the best way to listen to the podcasts. I have the app, obviously. I work here. Of course, I have the app, but a lot of people have the app. Uh, the app's great. You get notifications. If we have a big interview, we'll send out a notification for it, and you'll get to, you know, you can just Click it. Click the notification. It'll bring you right to the radio. And some of our highlighted uh, articles go out on notification as well. So we're going to continue to cover that. Uh, Ward 3 candidate actually issued a press release on uh, a critical public safety issue. Jake Ventura, I got this before I went on air about a, um, you know, he's calling on the mayor and the council to work on restaffing the New Bedford Police Department. Remember that's been a that that has been a, an ongoing problem uh, in the New Bedford Police Department. Their their staffing levels have been low for a while. I think there are about a hundred fewer officers than they uh, than they're supposed to be at capacity. So that's something that I, you know I know obviously um, Chief Oliveira is working on the mayor and uh, the New Bedford Police Union's been really strong about that as well. Uh, so we're we're going to uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in the nine o'clock hour. But stay. Tuned. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Night on Markets Farrell. The WBSM app is everything. 508-996-0500 is how you can 
join me this evening. Uh, the, again, um, shout out to Adam Bass for uh, giving us that live coverage in, in council chambers. And uh, by the way, I wanted to mention that there was a jobs fair today at Vineyard Wind. I went. It was very, very crowded. Very, very crowded. Very crowded. And I think there were like 500 people there. There was 300 pre-registered, then more, even more showed up. We obviously had, uh, you know, we, we, we had had it here. There was They ran some ads for it here. We, you know, we had, I had uh, Dana Ribeiro and Dan Kent from Vineyard Wind on the show to, to, to talk about the event, to promote the event. And it looks like, you know, there, I think there were 45 companies there. Um, I had spoken to Mayor John Bullard. I had spoken to, to Mayor John, uh, former Mayor John Bullard, current Mayor John Mitchell. Uh, and we, um, and uh, in the uh, Vineyard Wind C CEO uh, was really, I, Mitchell, Mitchell was very excited. I could, I could tell how excited he was because that obviously this has been a you know something he's harped on for a while. It's a major legacy of his, and he was just so excited that so many people have caught on to to um, to the opportunities that Offshore Wind can provide with employment. It was it was a very cool event. Uh, so we'll continue to feature that here at WBSM, and uh, looking forward to um, looking forward to the the next one they're going to have right. So. Very cool stuff. Uh, again, you can check that. Um, sure, there'll be a written piece on it uh, sometime tomorrow. Maybe tonight. I don't know. Probably tomorrow. Definitely tomorrow. But I'm here till 10. I'm here till 10. So if you want to um, give me a call, shoot me a message. We still got some local stuff we want to talk about. I gotten a press release from a Ward 3 City Council candidate. If you are a candidate and you want to send me press releases, marcus.farrow at townsquaremedia.com. I will talk about it on the air. I will talk about it on the air. If you issue a press release to the press, the press will respond. 